0: Okay, we're back, constantly varied, and joined by a dream team today. James <laughs> Rankin, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm great. How are you feeling today?
0: I'm all right, actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this chat. I'm also joined with by Miguel. Miguel, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. I tell you how you know this is good. We've already had a full podcast conversation <laughs> <laughs> before the podcast, so we're already we're already deep into it. So. Um, Let's get started with our usual first uh, check in with training. I've got, as usual, a different question to start us off today. So this is a a little bit of a different one. A training inspo from the past week. So a moment in a class when someone else gave you like a burst of energy or gave you a bit of inspiration to go and try harder because of what they did or said, I'm going to go first, get mine out of the way. All right. So for me, um, I arrived down to June gym floor after a day of meetings on Friday. And the six o'clock class I think was, had already started. It was already 10 minutes in or something. And it was the big long partner workout, the bike and the row at the end, 40 minutes. And Jose just walked over, was like, just grabbing by the elbows, like come on, you're in. And I just walked straight into the middle of the workout. It already started. And uh, Claire McMahon, she was on a team of three. He was like, just join Claire. She's already gotten going on it. So I got to jump straight into the workout, no warm up or nothing, and it was deadly. One of the, my favorite workouts in a long time, but uh, you know there was the like thirty minutes of biking roughly, and then ten minutes at the end to accumulate rowing cows Towards the end, you know we're we're swapping every ten calories, and I'm sitting on a med ball. I went and got a med ball to sit on in between because <laughs> I was dying, <laughs> and. I like could just see in the last two minutes, her pace, she was sitting at a certain pace and it just jumped for the last two minutes. I was like, oh shit, I'm getting back on soon. Yeah, she just upped the gear. And that was like, okay, oh, I gotta go now, I gotta go. And she like, she didn't say that to me, she didn't do it. She just did it herself and I, I have to do it now.
1: Isn't it so funny how just seeing someone else do that little thing, reinvigorates you to be able to do the exact same thing flick the you're like I'm dead I'm dead I'm dead I'm dead you see someone else try harder you're like oh yeah I can try harder as well and yeah go. it's a great reminder that
0: you always have more than you think as well you just needed an emotional switch to go so that was great it was such a nice workout and Claire was a great partner to jump in halfway through super positive s- super fit as well so she kept m- kept me honest so, so it was great so that was good uh James have you got one
1: yeah I have the same workout actually um I was doing it in Donald's 1230 class and you know mark casey yeah mark's like brand new here young fit like great guy to have in class and we were on the rower dying same stage of the workout last two minutes and he came over to look at my rower so it was me and jill against uh, against there's <laughs> 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 me and jill and jen and himself were in another team and he came over and he goes let's go I'm only two calories behind you. And then oh Donald started egging us on as well. And Mark got on at the same time as me. And he was like, come on then. And like shouting over at me. And I was like, we're 37 minutes into a 40 minute workout here. I'm dead. Like I'd already got sick of my mouth a little bit. Like I was not <laughs> in a good place. <laughs> and then he was like, let's go. And his roar started to roar. You know that noise? Yeah. When someone proper the helicopter noise. And I, was, I just went off. Oh, I did it as well. Oh, oh. Beauty. like in the moment, I hated him so bad, but afterwards, like Friday Friday afternoon, I was dead. But Friday night, me and Jill were on the sofa, and I was like, "Mark really got me today. Like yeah, he amazing. really pushed me on. It was so cool." But yeah, funny that we got the same workout.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it is those like you don't even recognize uh, like a little thing can make a big difference to someone else's workout. So Miguel, uh, have you got so one for us? Yeah to be even
2: funnier. I have the same workout. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I was with Tiago, oh, uh, my son <laughs> for the people who don't know. So I get inspired by Tiago every day, as you know, yeah. but on that day, it was just amazing because, um, I, I did a challenge to him. I said, let's go for a high damper, because he usually goes for a low damper. It's easier for him. He wants to go even faster, not powerful. So I, t- that's something that he needs to work on. And I said, okay, let's go to a damper. And I was thinking, okay, in the middle, we will change it. Maybe it's this bike or roll for both for both. okay. Yeah. And he got it till the end. Oh, okay. Amazing. We decided one minute each and it was one minute full effort with a high damper. And when I say I damper, it was like and on the bike, I think it was f- five, five or six. Well, that's rough I would, uh, it's r- look that's it's rough it's it's so hard for me yeah <laughs> and then on the rower it was something between seven and eight so it was just amazing oh wow so and he did 20 minutes because we changed it every one minute
0: full effort so I think yeah you know Tiago's coming up to me most days now and he's walking over after workout like dead And he's just like, hard, hard today, hard. (laughs) That's true, because he's working really hard. He's working really hard. You can see it. And he's getting fitter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bursting through walls all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Okay, daily. Very cool. Okay, that's a nice inspiration way to start this week. Um, Let's talk programming then. Um, So this week's question. So just plain and simple, the coolest workout of the week in the coming seven days, what's the one you look at and you go, oh, that's cool. James, let's kick off with you first. Uh,
1: uh, as always, I'm really torn. On Sunday, there's a clean and jerk three RM plus a max effort set at a percentage, so that's dreamy. But I'm not coaching or training that day, so dismissing that one. Uh, and now I'm torn between Monday and Tuesday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Monday because there's a new movement in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the thruster jerks. The mutant. Yeah, the mutant, exactly. What's this workout called? Teenage Mutant Ninja Thrusters? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, there's the the jerks, push jerks, thrusters, calorie row jerks, thruster jerks, which is one movement as a mutant, and then the calorie row. And I think there's a couple of things I really like about this workout. I think what makes it cool. One, there's a new movement that'll be technically challenging, but I think anytime we add in a new movement, whatever movement it relates to people tend to get really good at that so whenever we started doing hands-on burpee for boxes the very first time people started getting just that little bit more agile when it came to burpees like less sluggish so i'm i'm envisioning people getting better at uh getting under a bar with snatches and jerks and, and i imagine that's kind of what it's for right
0: yeah it's cool because the complexity goes up yeah. and then when you dial it back again it's
1: suddenly easier it's like just go do a regular jerk and like <laughs> this is easy but then it's also a workout for quality and I think not that we don't do that enough but uh, as a as a like as a culture that we try and encourage we're like try to do more try to do more try to do more and very often what happens with trying to do more is technique breaks down eventually by the end but making that the thing today like going here you're going to get sweaty you're going to get fit you're going to get stronger but 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 under no circumstances do we follow outside of these constraints I love that yeah did you see the score
0: today it's a check mark so you if you if you hit your quality you like click
1: wow so there's like an honest assessment thing of yeah did i do my absolute best there
0: <gasps> yeah so we can we can afford to slow down a little bit yeah just so that we can just get sharper around the edges around the movements
1: oh uh, the workout's got even cooler because there's that on what big fan of that
0: Daily. very cool miguel what's your coolest workout of the week so
2: uh i will go for tuesday uh um, mainly because of that new movement too that uh, broad jump into a box jump so i think it would be really cool i like the, those kinds of things uh where we work agility mainly and gymnastics it was a little it was a little bit hard to pick a cool one for me this week okay because there are a lot of things that i cannot do because of my shoulder uh and this one i can do and also the snatch grip deadlift i think it's ah uh, it's really important to work on that because it's where most of the problems happen right on the that setup, on that first pool so it's good to have a good practice and deadlift well it's one of my goats.
0: i don't like it <laughs> so yeah uh, and when we when we're going to widen it that grip for the deadlift is going to completely change it again it's going to make it more challenging so i think the combination here like we've got an imam 30 minutes and we're just going to go back and forth it's three movements right three minutes so we got snatch grip deadlift broad jump to to box jump and then a rest minute so we again we can keep the quality high but we get to go real heavy on the barbell and then really agile and springy on the box so i think it's a nice mix and again won't kill us but it'll still be really valuable hard work all the way through yeah i think it's a cool one so two kind of new movements to start the week there that's gonna be great (laughs) This is like it's been scripted. So Wednesday is my cool <laughs> workout of the week. <laughs> okay, and what I think is cool about this is that it looks like the least cool workout of the week. It's it's a bit of a sleeper, I think, in that it's fairly straightforward. We're just doing four sets of two thousand meter bike, and we go every ten minutes, and then in your rest periods between them, you go off and you do twelve strict pull ups. Just get some strength work done. No for time or anything like that. It's just get stronger. I think for the bike, like we've got that monostructural thing coming up where we've got a thousand meter row and a 2000 meter bike and then the 300, that's the sandwich in the middle where, and we know in the middle is where all the pain happens usually. And I think of those bikes, like doing 2K four times, 2K is an awful distance, isn't it? It's just gonna be pain. And I think of, I don't know about you, when, when, I, when I'm on a bike for something like this, I don't really, I don't like to look at the distance. I trying to avoid looking at the meters as much as I can. I check in quickly with the RPM and the, my split times, but then it's almost like I'm trying to give myself a pleasant surprise when I look at it. Like, <laughs> oh look, I've done 1,400 meters. I only have, and usually it's the opposite. Normally you look at it it's yeah, like I've only you're got only 600 in, and that's usually the spot where it hurts most. Right? You're like the pain dialed up, and ugh, am I nearly done yet? But what I like about the bike is you can hit that point, then you settle into that yeah. pain. And then later on, you can actually say, okay, now I'm, I'm kind of acclimatized to it. Can I go find another level? And that's my favorite thing about the bike. It's a simple way to just do pain tolerance work. So I think this one, you'll, you'll leave this one feeling like, I got stronger, my legs are after getting a lot of work, heart, lung, heart and lungs are after getting a lot of work, and I've maybe mastered a bit of pain tolerance a little bit. So I think that's a, that's a bit of a sleeper for wednesday it'll be a nice change of pace after the monday tuesday very yeah, cool very cool week coming up um we're approaching game day how long are we at now S- five it's six funny, weeks like five or six weeks isn't it <sighs> yes so it's starting to it's, it's getting around that time where we have to start be getting a self-awareness side of what's my pace on the different things what's my strategy for the different workouts
1: what's my goal weights for the barbell well, it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually going to say Thursday is actually a really cool workout as well because it's very clear direct prep there for 20.5. And the fact that there's wall balls and you partition them anyway.
0: <laughs> and there might be 120 of them. Yeah, there might be
1: 120 <laughs> of them, yeah. I was like, that's actually looking at it it's very similar to Wednesday. It doesn't look very appealing, but I think it's that type of workout that's actually going to be really cool to coach and to do in the middle of it. And to hear all the different strategies. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Okay, that's programming preview. Let's move on then. So one of the things that is in our culture here, obviously very explicitly is about improvement. We're a place we all come to grow and get become that version of ourselves we think we can be. So um, for us as coaches to have something that we're actually actively working on, like a weakness or a development area that we say, well, I'm actually doing some deliberate effort. I'm not just going along and hoping that improves me. Um, I think it's really important for us. And we check in on it from time to time. And It's actually difficult enough to hear, to to come up with something, isn't it? Because you're like, what is it? I'm I'm actually narrowed down to that's the thing. So I said it'd be a good thing to bring into the chat here. So, um, Miguel, I'm going to start with you. Is there something that you're developing at the moment in a very uh, deliberate way?
2: Uh, Yeah, so this is something that uh, I will try to do it uh, more uh that is speak less <laughs> so i'm trying to speak less okay just uh because i think that's one of my problems um i say what i have to say and this is I
0: sorry this is in a class when you're
2: coaching. yeah yeah, yeah when i'm coaching of course. right yeah so i say what i have to say what i need to
0: say and then i say something more okay so i think the, the, the dreaded addendum <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the add-on <laughs> to the add-on <laughs>
2: yeah i think that's for two reasons first is it's a language thing okay so because i say the thing and i'm on my mind i'm thinking oh i'm not sure if they understand because i don't know how, how to speak english so <laughs> i try to say it the same thing again in another with other words uh, the other reason is it's just because i'm really boring so i keep <laughs> talking 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 and people
0: are like, oh come on shut the fuck uh, up isn't so it surprisingly difficult to shut the fuck up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you're coaching, yes. isn't it one of the hardest things to work on? Yeah. It's something all coaches have to wrestle with. What do you think it is? Why? Why do you think you decide to add on? Apart from the language thing, is it you've got? You think more ideas come to mind, or is it just the thing you're not sure if everyone got it? Yeah, it's that. I'm not
2: sure if everyone got it. Okay, so, I I I have to be
0: sure that they understand what I said yeah 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 so you add a bit and add yeah. a bit yeah yeah that happens so many coaches and i think also the second that other piece of uh just another connecting idea comes to mind you're like oh i better add that in or maybe this other bad thing could happen that i better mention to make sure i close that off <laughs> yeah, yeah oh this other fault over here maybe i'll need to close that off as well and you're trying to close all the doors to the faults whereas everyone really got it on the first the first pass you just said it it's done move on and i all of us, we all struggle with it. So, uh, yeah, it's a good one to be working on. Um, James, what do you, what do you have um, at the moment?
1: I have, uh, I have two things, actually. You asked me this question. Like, last week, and I struggled to think of one, and then it's kind of percolated in the back of my head a little bit, and there's two. One of them was uh, some hard feedback you gave me a few months ago, and that was being more demanding of people's movements. And it was probably yesterday I was talking to you, to you about this yesterday I had a few people in my classes that like left frustrated and part of that was because I pushed them to a point of they were doing things that they weren't or trying to do things that they weren't quite capable of and it's because I have a natural tendency where I want to like support people and cuddle them and tell them it's okay and I I don't want to not that I, I, like I do want them to progress, but at a really comfortable and nice pace. That's where I naturally wanna go. So I I have been in the past few months, just a little bit trying to put my foot on the gas with me demanding just a little bit more of them. And on occasions, trying to give them a challenge that they aren't quite ready for. And then I have to deal with the, um, my frustration, of their frustration, <laughs> the fallout of yeah, because like there's a there's a little bit of like I give them something and they get better, and I give them something and they get better, I give them something and they get better, and then our relationship gets better because of that. Like that's part of the buy-in of a coach, isn't it? It's like you you help them achieve things and they're like, oh yeah, I really like you. You're good at this. You help me. I feel good. And then I have to like I'm almost pushing them away a little bit by giving them another challenge, and they're mm. like, mm, I don't fucking like you yeah like it's, someone it's someone texted me and said thing, I hate it? you <laughs> <laughs> and there was laughing faces after but I, I kind of think they meant it <laughs> Yeah,
0: the confrontation of it is it's tough hard.
1: yeah it's hard it and I tough. don't I don't naturally gravitate towards it some people are really like Christopher is really good at going for that he's like I don't really mind if you don't like me because I'm going to make you better he deals with it so well mm. I'm so I admire him so much for that so
0: did we, didn't we have a, a group conversation with the team yesterday that got tense, right? We were yeah. asking. <laughs> there's a lot of tension in this a lot room of for four people, wasn't there? For four people for about fifteen minutes because we were asking that of ourselves, that, that, that of ourselves as a group. Like, can we do that extra bit? And there's the pushback everyone gives in their own head of, "Hold on, is it, hold on, is that a bit too much here?" And there's a justification, isn't there? And the of why you don't do the thing. Yeah. yeah, but there's all these reasons why that's a terrible idea. That might be a step too far. But then we all kind of have to sit in that discomfort and come around to the fact yet. But that's what we're here for. Yeah. Let's let's
1: see can we go and do it. There's another secondary thing I'm working on, uh, which is a more uh, communication thing where I'm trying to actively make better eye contact with people while I'm on the floor. Mm-hmm. When I'm like say at the whiteboard giving a brief or a rebrief, or if I've brought everyone into a huddle, what I I've noticed that I have a tendency of doing is I look just past people, just a little bit. I like go towards their eyes and then I look just behind them and go towards the eyes and just behind them again. And it looks like I'm making eye contact, but it was a a comfort thing for me where I I almost didn't want to see if they were checking out, if they were just like dead behind the eyes. Oh, interesting, yeah. So I was just like, if I avoid that, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) so now i'm going looking for the eye contact like really making sure going yeah no there now i've got them and then i go again so that's another thing that i'm working on that makes me hugely uncomfortable inside as well awesome (laughs) okay very cool okay i'll add
0: i'll add in my one quickly here um one thing that i am i'm actually probably have a reputation for being terrible at this but i'm actually this is what i think i'm actually good at but then i get a bad reputation as a result so i i can hold a lot of things in my head at once i'm pretty good at holding all of like having a good picture of many complex tasks but then i over rely on it and then i hold too much in my head and then people come to me and ask me and i'm like i can't remember this i can't remember that and you know like you've all experienced that right work with me (laughs) but i'm pretty good at holding things in my head and the problem with it is it's in my head so as like as things get more complex here in the working environment i can't hold all these things in my head if i'm going to empower other people to do more so i'm doing the thing at the moment which i hate doing which is writing everything down building the structure building the resource so everyone else can just like it's there then I, it's something i despise doing i find it's such a heavy lift but i'm forcing myself to go through it i'm recruiting help because i'm trying to remind myself i can't just don't do everything on your own get help so i'm getting your help james on one thing specifically and we're like can we all like divide and conquer this thing so that we can get more structures on paper so that's something i'm committed to doing now and um we're probably 20 percent into everything so it's at the the awful stage of not nowhere near finished but that's what i'm trying to work on and i don't like it but i think it's really important and while i like to write i like to write a bit more like creatively different concepts. What I don't like is, okay, I'll just get all the organizational stuff down in an organization. The bullet fashion. points. The, the bullet points and the, the headings and the spreadsheets and the f- all that misery. Yeah. But man... There's a couple of
1: things you're doing. I've noticed this recently because you're doing programming school with some of the crew as well. And that's another... Because I remember talking to you about programming and you're like, there's a there's a feeling and there's a thing and it's a Jamie thing and I don't know how to describe it but I've noticed you articulation around the programming with the group and in the notes for the coaches is that little bit different now and it's probably as a result of you actually communicating it and trying to what's that phrase you use mind your mind with as to like how it goes yeah
0: and probably i'm probably even earlier in that writing down things with those guys yeah a lot of it for me is talking them through it at the moment trying to get it probably organized in my own head but then the next step will be the process of programming. That's how you figure of, it out, isn't it? It's yeah, like you have to talk about it. You have to, and you have to write it down. And I'm, I'm a bit snobbish about. it I'm a bit like, oh, we we'll write it down. It'll become this fucking system that we have to follow, and all of the creative juices kind of go out of it because it's like, oh, if you just do this five-step process, you get this equals this end product, which can become a bit mechanical and all that. But like, how else do we learn? And how else do we do it? Yeah, you have to know the rules to break the rules, or don't you? That's it, 100. You, you nailed it okay that's good stuff we'll keep working so um let's quickly dive into some build updates some events coming up um turf games so the turf games are coming up at some stage in august i think i think it's towards the end of august sorry i'm not exactly have those dates but what we do have is a prep session for the turf games turf games is interesting it's big teams of six so so it's big teams. so pa over in nace is organizing a training session to prep for it so he's getting teams together on a Friday night. He's got a few workouts written. We've been talking about them and he's getting them like nailed down to their best versions. It looks like a fun session. So if you're doing a turf games and you're, you're on a team, it's a good chance to get, just get together. Whenever, if you've never done team workouts, the practice and prep before it is massively advantageous because you just get used to each other's body language. You get used to each other's little um, ticks that are really helpful on the day that you don't have to talk to each other so much. You can just follow each other's cues.
1: Yeah, you want to pick up on those idiosyncrasies before you get on the competition floor.
0: Yeah, and you got to realize when some people get frustrated and other people get, you know, who are the leaders on the team and all that sort of stuff. So it's a f- that session looks like a fun one. It's in NACE. It's July 28th. I think it's 6.30 p.m. But that will be advertised on our social media platform. So that's something to start talking to your teammates about getting involved in. We also have the powerful invitational coming up august 12th and 13th that's always traditionally a big day out for bua like we always t- have a load of teams at that and i think this year we have the same a big load of people so if you're if you're competing at that uh we'll help you get ready for it if you're around that weekend and you want to go and support it's always a good one they tend to always get good weather and we go along and have a nice weekend of sitting around watching a bit of CrossFit and having the, the chats um so that's two events coming up in the near distance high rocks event we're still shoring up the dates for that they're they're f- we're finding it difficult to get them to really commit to a date for us so um what we said last week i don't know if it's going to be that or if it's going to be the week after but very soon we'll have the dates maybe we'll already have a sort about time this goes out so that's some some quick events um the other thing then we're going to be announcing next week we're going to announce the dates for game day so that would be what dates they're on, and what location they're on in those dates. And we're trying to organize it in a way this way so that if you miss one, it's easier to get to another one than in a location close by. So uh, I know last time there was a bit of um, some suggestions made about changes. So we're having a good hard look at that. Next week we'll have definite dates for us. Okay, that's our events. Oh, we got, oh we've got we got a Jose question, lads. <laughs> no snails, no uh, 10 million, is it
1: actually from Jose this time? It's actually from Hooray. Jose.
0: <laughs> yes, maybe the first Jose question from, actually from Jose. Um, so this one is, um, is a deep one. So I sent this to you last night and your both came in with an answer. So I cannot wait to hear what the answers are. So the question is, other than a person, is there something or an idea that you would die for? Okay, James Rankin. I
1: think you should lead the way on this one. <laughs> really
0: (laughs) yeah okay Uh, so I'll go first let's have a let's have a chat about this because as I said uh, before we start recording I'm not sure about this one but this is the one that comes to mind for me that's interesting because it's probably something as I grew up would have been I kind of realized as I thought about as I was a young person this would have been a bit more of a topical thing and now it feels like it's an antiquated old idea and now I'm like I wonder is it something that I would die for and I'm not so sure and that's dying for your country <laughs> which, which even as I say it sounds a bit like really old-fashioned doesn't it but I do think um, s- say for instance in that situation where the country big idea is under threat like somebody's coming to take over the country they're landing with their planes they're getting boots on the ground and you take the family out of it. You say all the people I care about, they've all gone to to France, and they're gonna have a nice life there. So you are not trying to fight for your 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 people in that way, your immediate close friends. Um, then would you stay and fight, or would you just say if you had the option, where well, you could just go to France as well? You'd like to live in France? I would. That would be nice. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Or would you stick around and get in behind the effort to defend? And I. Like, I would have probably thought 20 years, I, w- I would have said 100% would stay. And now that I think about it, I'm like, would I? I think I would. I th- Like, when it comes to it, you never know, but I think I, w- I would err on that side because but you are buying into a bit of a concept that your country means something. As a, like, there is a collective here. We have a history, a heritage, a culture that's worth defending yeah, or keeping alive or something about it. Is there a bit of pride in it that you were defending
1: i think i would it's funny how you worded that my, the way you worded it my answer is yes because planes and tanks and things coming here would you defend that and i i think yeah. I, I think i would whenever you first pitched the question before we started recording i pictured it in the like world war Two, world war one fashion of there's a thing happening over there It's spreading. We have to go over to protect. Interesting. That changes it again. That that changes it, right? Where I'm like, I don't know if I'd put my hand up to say, yeah, put me on that plane and take me over there for the thing that might or might not happen. (laughs) Because it's different when it's here.
0: Yeah, well, I think in that scenario, you're asking, do you want to go to war? It's a bit of a different question, (laughs) isn't it? It But I think when you're talking about them landing here, There's something switches in me that i go oh i have to i have to defend this right there's something happens what about you miguel what do you think
2: yeah so i think on that scenario yeah my answer will be yes i think it's easier for me because i'm old so (laughs) that's okay if i die no worries (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but i think so because you are defending it's not the country but you are defending the place where your family wants to live even if they are in france right so you are defending the idea of a country and all of that that idea of going to war i think it depends if it if it if, it, if i felt it, it was really a, a justice thing and it might be on most of the cases i think i would go on that scenario like uh, the great war or world war Two, if
0: you thought the cause was big and important yeah. enough you think yeah. it's yeah. worth doing yeah. it yeah yeah
2: and the consequences also mm. You know, yeah, I think I, I would.
0: you think of all the people in Ukraine now who have stuck around and who are doing that bit, there's something about that will really define a lot of their lives for the rest of their lives, right? It's such a giant thing yeah. and then an awful thing. Such a th- So much awful suffering is going to come out of it as well. So there is something for me that's like, well, if you're going to stick around on that, then it's worth dying for because the risk is very high of that. And you have to accept that death is a real possibility. So I think I think I found. Yeah, that's that's the
1: thing. There's the death as a possibility, and there's potentially what you could protect and save. But I always come back to like, what are you leaving behind then as well? It's like you you say, oh, you're old, so it's okay. But you have Tiago and you have your dogs and Isabel. Like there's all those things, and I'm the same. (laughs) (laughs) I like the (laughs) (laughs) other. Tiago, dogs, Isabel. am i wrong in the order
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make him answer that
1: you? Uh, you might be <laughs> <laughs> that was a good save there but like i have jill and Paige as well and it's like like am i going to war now is just a like if it's a projection in 20 years and maybe i'd be more comfortable with it because Paige has grown up like there, yeah there's there's factors in there and then yeah it, it comes back to the traveling for it or the staying and protecting thing
0: and, and there is um a, po- a place where you could go to where you could get very cynical about the country how it is now yeah. and you could say like it's gone to fucking it's gone to we shit to and <laughs> a bit of restructure but it's gone to shit and it's not worth like like what's left of the idea of the country at this point and like you think of the this you could get very cynical as points right um uh, so i don't know I, th- I think i think it would be a hard decision for a lot of people harder than it used to be because national pride is not so much the thing uh, it used to be okay miguel
2: yeah so uh, just to say that i'm old enough to actually been in, in a war that's right okay so in angola so i know the consequences uh i know what that did to my family and all of that i was really you young
0: were, you were born in angola yeah and your your family was portuguese yes and then there was a revolutionary war yeah in the country when you were very young yeah and your country had, you you had to flee yeah so ultra (laughs) yeah it's pretty incredible and you i I know talking to you you've had some amazing stories from that so yeah you know exactly what it's like
2: well not exactly but i have a sense of what it's like by uh everything that my my parents said and the changes of their lives because they went there really young and then that happens and we have to run away with our
0: (laughs) clothes on yeah and start start brand new yeah yeah amazing holy moly so listen let's stick with you here what have you got an answer for this question (laughs) okay (laughs) yes so
2: an idea that I would die for yeah Uh, for me human and animal rights because I I think there's no difference there I think I would die for if I know if I knew that my life well it depends so if I knew that my li- my death would make everybody, um, uh, so, uh, would like fix the, fix the animal, rights, animal rights, how would I, now, not Just, now, give me one hour or something to <laughs> say goodbye
0: to the people in an hour. Yeah. And, li- <laughs> and listen, <laughs> and listen to music. Um, and yeah. So, so Nick cave on yeah. for the next hour. Yes. Say yes. goodbye and hit your off switch. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? That's a big cause. James, have you got one?
1: Yeah, I have something not totally dissimilar, but I had wrote uh, education suited to the individual. I think um we've talked about this before. You hated school. I mm. wasn't a massive fan of school either. I felt like I learned some things really well and other things really poorly. But education has been a huge part of my adult life because I've, I've spent time figuring out how I learned and we spoke about this before the podcast too Miguel where I I learned really well by just absorbing loads of information from loads of different sources all at the same time where I listen to a podcast as I drive home then I read a book about it when I get home I watch a YouTube video about it and I just input, 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 input and then it clicks but in school I didn't get that I got one thing depending on how that teacher liked to teach and that was it and I think um I, I grew up in a very privileged position where I was given the opportunity to actually figure that out as well Like my parents were able to look after me and support me going through university so I was able to kind of go I don't, I'm studying this thing I don't like that thing I'm going to go find the thing I like and I went and figured that out and I think if everyone had that opportunity to go figure out how they learn they could really go and we we're talking about this to go chase their dreams a little bit more or do things that they might look forward to doing a little bit better and then on top of that I think if everyone was able to educate themselves in that way we could have a much healthier population as well so so you would die for that yeah I think I would yeah like so if, so if, if you could flick my off switch and and it but everyone that just gets that everyone understands how they learn and then they can go and make the decisions they want based off that yeah i take that hit wow that's a it's pretty uh, uh, that's a, i
0: don't know what to say about that <laughs> <laughs> quite obviously <laughs> <laughs> that's a, blah, blah, blah. it
1: just it gives people for me the way i see it is it gives them that independence and that freedom yeah. to to actually make the decisions rather than being stuck in positions
0: yeah it's a very powerful idea yeah. and would have such a huge giant impact everywhere yeah i think it would Wow, well, that's interesting. So I wasn't expecting that answer, that's
2: but, but how are you talking about knowledge? That's it. N-
1: not knowledge. Yes and no, but you you like to learn by watching things. I like to learn by absorbing things. You like to learn by reading a line and then thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and mm-hmm. thinking. It's like, but we've spent time actually figuring that out like i only like really really dialed in on knowing that maybe about a year ago because we spoke about it um and i i think a lot of people i i think of my parents like my dad hasn't learned anything new or my mom in like 40 years like they're still like they've learned how to use the internet very slowly and they've learned how to mm. use a phone very slowly and they just have this reluctance to do everything but if people knew how they could learn they can like in our spheres people can just pick things up and keep going but then there's so so it's less
0: about the knowledge more about the mode of learning and the growth
1: and then they have the opportunity to take that any direction they want Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah that's very cool yeah very interesting i asked this um down at the desk this like last night just to get a few sample answers and i think it was lisa was saying um she was like yeah okay i'd die for like saving all the children from an illness or something i guess i'd die for that but i'd want a plaque
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i take
0: a statue (laughs) (laughs) yeah i will take a country (laughs) (laughs) right so we all we all want something in return i like it okay daily right so that's jose's very profound question this week thanks for that jose let's talk about some recommendations and um, we all have things we're watching listening to reading and um this might help somebody just pick up something new this week um okay i'll tell you what i'll just dive in first i've got something that's a bit bubblegum this week it's a movie this is a movie that i remember watching when i was younger and then i remember i really liked that movie and it was like one of those ordinary never got big reviews or big things it was just i was like i really like that and then I could never find it. I would Google it I, and you'd find it, but it was never on any platform. Couldn't rent it. Couldn't find it anywhere. And then it just popped up last week on, I'm, on the iTunes. Yeah. So I just rented it and watched it. You know Amazing. And it's quite topical with Oppenheimer coming out at the moment. And it's a movie that covers the 13 days of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Back in, I think this was around like 2000 or something. It's 20-something it's years ago was made kevin costner's in it there's loads of people you'd know in it watch these right it's cheesy but it's amazing really good movie it's called 13 days and it's on iMovie. so if you're looking for just a bit of entertainment around um nuclear dis-
1: destruction it's it's perfect i remember studying that in history whenever i was 15 is one of the most interesting topics that was one of the topics where i had a teacher who knew how to teach me really well and I got really into it and that's where all my history interests oh, stem from. That one brilliant. teacher. Yeah. Such close But topic. I tell
0: you what, the the movie reminds you of just how fucking close we came to absolute destruction. And it's only a while ago. So I just thought like if you watch it it's a nervous watch in some ways. Yeah. And I'm looking forward. to it. Will you go and see Oppenheimer? Yes, really looking forward to going to that. That's gonna be the the one that gonna get me back in the cinema. So a combination of your argument, <laughs> plus the right movie, uh, and then Miguel has been horrified at my response to that ever since. He's been sending me fucking all these great movies in the last few years. Like here, here what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? Because he likes movies. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back to the cinema for that one. Miguel, have you got a recommendation for us? Uh yeah. So uh, I have a slightly different thing. It's, it's uh, I'm not shocked.
2: <laughs> it's a record
0: a record an album an album yeah okay so we don't have to go and buy an actual Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah it's an album <laughs> so you okay. can you can guess which
2: from i'm gonna guess nick cave
0: yeah <laughs> oh.
2: well done yeah so i think everybody should listen to nick cave first of all uh and should take uh, attention to their li- to his lyrics and all of that okay but I'm gonna recommend uh, a particular album. It's called Ghostin. Ghosting. 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 Yeah. We're, myself and James are both. Yeah. So like you can you we... can you can yeah th- you can listen on Spotify. But I recommend to listen for the first time on YouTube. So you can also watch. So you you type Ghosting Nick, Kevin Seeds and click on Full Album Stream. Okay. It's okay. one hour and something with a pause in the middle because it's meant to be two parts for this album right and with thi- a little intermission in the middle yeah right yeah the thing is th- this was the first album that Cave wrote after the death of his uh 15 years old son oh wow. Died on a on a accidental today, isn't yeah so it's it's a very emotional record okay and i think it's one of the most powerful uh, albums that he made and ever okay uh because it's it's a complex meditation on mortality and on our collective grief and i think this is really important the grief okay to be able to grieve and keep moving on because i can't imagine a worse thing than a sunday (laughs) yeah okay so i think this album look it's it's a very emotional one you need to be prepared to (laughs) to listen to it okay but You only need the ability to suffer and the desire to survive okay i think that's the message for for the album okay so don't get away from the grief from the suffering yeah don't turn away from it yeah like sit in it a little bit and yeah but because that will help you to survive yeah also
0: okay that terrifies me that that sounds that sounds amazing right okay the only Nick Cave song i really know i know two Nick Cave songs yeah Into My Arms Into My Arms, as well. Arms and I absolutely love it and then the one he did with Kylie Minogue of course <laughs> the two ones that everyone knows <laughs> <laughs> Roses. Now. yeah but, um, yeah but I hear so when I hear you waxing lyrical about this guy forever for all of time whenever anyone will listen it makes look, you think there's something I'm missing out on yeah look this is this not
2: my favorite album of him right okay but I think it's one of the most powerful ones.
0: okay and so that sounds like to get ready for it okay daily so here give me the name of it again what did you what did you say it was the name of the album the ghosting the album. ghosting okay daily james will stick it on the notes anyway so people can go check it out That
1: video is one hour 12 minutes long on youtube and it has 3.1 million views oh nice in the last three years and three thousand comments and i'm reading some of them here and it's like best album i've ever listened to the most beautiful song lyricist in the world everything miguel says and more
0: Okay, worth checking out. I'm going to see by the end of the year, can I do that? (laughs) James,
1: what have you got for us? Mine is much less emotional. Miguel nearly made me cry there a little bit. Um, (laughs) I got a TV show, Uh, Netflix. I started watching a series. Uh, I've listened to no one's recommendations from like the past five podcasts we've recorded. (laughs) I've ignored them all. A new TV show came out and I started watching that. It's Quarterback. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, and a I'm few like, people have posted about it. So yeah. there's it follows three NFL quarterbacks from last season, from the twenty twenty two season. Um one of them is Patrick Mahomes, who is the best quarterback in the I was gonna say in the world, <laughs> in the league, the the one country they play at. <laughs> and then two other mediocre ones. Uh I always love watching those uh elite shows whether it's sports or cooking or whatever it is because i think there's always lessons to be learned from from the extremes and from the elites but what i also really like about this one is because it's following them on a a much more personal basis you do see more behind the scenes stuff so you see the the standard but interesting like how much prep they actually put into things like there's a scene in one of the episodes where the guy's doing like Brain training stuff where he has his phone attached to some nodes that go onto his head, and if his focus drifts, it picks up on it, and the screen starts to go darker, or the music starts to get quieter on the screen, just so to bring his focus back into that. Because as a quarterback, he needs to be like super dialed into what he's doing. Wow! But then there's also an episode where one of them gets dropped. He goes from starting quarterback to you're no longer starting, and how he deals with that. He ends up just fucking walking out on the team, so it's like this right. guy does not handle adversity very well. There's the o- other side of that where I think Patrick Mahomes gets beat after being ahead, and how he deals with that, and he just goes home, spends time with his kid and his wife, and goes, "That ain't fucking happening again." He just steps it up a gear. Yeah. Right. Oh. People, even at that level, people still deal with it in
0: all sorts of ways. Daddy, yeah, I've s- I've seen it on Netflix. I'm like, I wonder, is this a bit? Uh, but I then I've heard a few people say that yeah. it's actually good, yeah. It
1: but it follows three quarterbacks and one of them is really famous and really good and the other two, are, you're like, ugh. Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's the that's the big problem. You know, like in The Last Dance, it follows Michael Jordan, and just Michael Jordan, and then it brings in the really interesting characters. Yeah. Whereas this is following three and one of them is really interesting. <laughs> God, mediocrity, huh? <laughs> How dare no, we... you say that, but then they're also world-class one I mean. of 32 in the world right so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's that side of it
2: <laughs> okay daily right uh, so don't forget that season two of
0: the bear starts today yes i did see it's that amazing yeah the bear yeah so i can't I wait for that to come out uh, a previous recommendation here so uh, if you haven't seen the first season go and check it out it's so quick it's like they're like 20 minute episodes or something and there's only eight of them or something you get blast through that new season's gonna be epic okay um, we're nearly done lads we've got a weekly shout out i've got one this week from selbridge um and pa and both amy have both recommended this to me on separate occasions so a fabio jr is a guy who is training in selbridge and he's after doing 30 days training in a row isn't that amazing i seen this on instagram yesterday that's so cool yeah it's so cool and we have we've had um, people do these kind of long stints before and there's always a few caveats like you have to go and take a few rtp days a few active recovery days in there to make sure that you don't burn out but when people do this like contrary to all of the you know the the common wisdom out there about you train and you take rest days and all of that hammering on like every time i've seen it, i've seen people just get healthier get fitter get happier they just find that consistency and then they they're able to manage your intensity a bit more Um, and amazingly difficult thing to do because life gets in the way for all of us. We all know that. So it it takes serious commitment and prioritization. But also it sounds like, it sounds like this guy just brings an energy that everyone loves. You know, one of those people that when they're they're in class, they completely transform the energy of the class. So uh, glowing reports from the coaches. So keep up the great work and um, hopefully he's going to take a rest day soon. (laughs) (laughs) okay that's our shout out let's do some overrated underrated and then we're out of here so um the first one today is interesting another big broad topic so overrated underrated now Miguel you know the rules one word here and then you can tell us after going for a long drive underrated okay James Rankin what are you gonna say underrated oh yeah okay unanimous this week Yeah. underrated 100% so give us, Miguel, give us your thinking here.
2: Well, some of the best moments in my life were on road trips. Uh, really? With Tiago and Isabel and friends. Yeah, and I think it's such a cool thing to do because you are in a car with people. So that's a great opportunity to talk, to listen to music, to discuss things, take a break, to have a coffee, and all of that. It's, it's such a cool way of living you know yeah uh, i'm guessing this is not long drives on my own right well i that, don't know
0: i mean that the context matters isn't it yeah so that for me will be overrated <laughs> <laughs> right but, so it's when it's with people and you're going yeah on a road trip not yeah. like it yeah can't disagree with that i think that's exactly the best type of a long drive isn't it you've got f- friends or family in the car and you're going for a long spin and you're excited to get somewhere mm. you've got a few hours ahead of you You got the radio on you got the big bags of sweets in the car, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, absolutely. But even for me, when I think about it, like if we've got a long drive, that's not for a road trip, not for a holiday, and there's no one else in the car, I still love it. I still cannot be... I love that the idea of being on the road, and my mind settles right down. I love a good podcast, and then I get sleepy with a podcast because I'm thinking too much. I stick on the music and sing away. And I just have this, like I can't do much else. I di- for a while. I got I got good uh, advice from a mentor. It's like, you're busy right now. You should organize meetings for your driving because you're gonna drive a lot. And it was really useful. I used to organize calls. I'm gonna be on the road from here to Nice. I'm gonna organize a meeting for that. And that was a good use of my time. But then, um, my driving between the gyms has become a bit less demanding at the moment. So now when I drive, I just try and go. This is my little decompress time, and I use it for that. I adore it, absolutely love being on the road, always have. James, what about you?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I love uh, a solo drive as well. Um, I've done a few drives, like from Dublin to Derry's not, it's 300K, it's not crazy, crazy long, but it's enough where when you're on your own, it's like the guts of three hours. And I, I switch between listening to music where I can sing my little heart out, listening to a podcast where I try and get some information in, and then dead silence. And I love that dead silence because it is just uh, like what's what's circling through my mind at the minute. What am I trying to work through and then actually work through it? But then, very like you, I love when Jill and Paige are in the car because there's a sing song that goes on and there's conversation that happens. That's just yeah. It, you've said this to me before, like walk in meetings, because you're side by side with someone. There's just something different happens with the dynamic, and I find the same in the car. Like me and Jill have some had some amazing conversations in the car, where like we plan what we're going to do over the next year, five years, ten years, that type of shit. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same as that. Um, and look, some people commute, have a long commute, commute and it's miserable. I, I totally see that side as well, that it's like, it's just I have to get somewhere and it's going to take a while and I have to just endure it. But even when I've, I've got days like that, I always have to remind myself, you actually like this. Yeah. yeah like This is your favorite thing. Sometimes Getting I, I drive the long way home. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell
1: you that like, <laughs> <laughs> sideways oh there's really bad traffic
0: <laughs> yeah no, okay so that's pretty unanimous this week okay we've got one more then and this is a movement okay this is, we're going to do a movement this week which is um <laughs> always splits opinion this is why i put this in and I, I don't think there's any such thing as a bad movement i just think they're all have their utility but this one divides opinion because people go uh or yes that thing so overrated or underrated Overhead squats. Underrated. Wow. James, what have you got? <laughs> this one, I had definitely had you in mind for this one. Underrated. On. On. So, James has lied. <laughs> And I'm going to say underrated as well. Wow. So we've got a big popular topic yeah, yeah,
1: we've all said the same for all three. This right. is the first time we've not disagreed with the guests. Okay, so tell us the actual truth, James. <laughs> no, I I don't enjoy them. Like, I don't like doing them. Like, overhead Squad is my goat. I hate it. I don't like doing it. But I see the utility in it and the benefit of it. And I don't think we or anyone else does it well enough often enough so it's underrated okay great so answer there's my factual answer okay that's good i fucking hate it
0: so <laughs> when you so you're in that boat where everyone else when they see it on wallify there's you know there's that cohort of people who are like the avoid the eye roll that oh it's overhead squats and nothing else today are you serious i'm gonna do like
1: 10 reps and i'm done so what makes you show up uh it's the the use of it and the benefit I get to the other things that I really do care about like I know I know that in my very long time training this type of fitness when my overhead squat starts looking and feeling better every every other squat type movement anything that replicates it in any shape or fashion feels better that's like cycling running heavy back squatting snatches obviously, cleans obviously, like everything feels better. Yeah, I, I do think there is that people who don't like overhead squatting
0: often don't like snatching either. Yeah. And they're like, why would I bother? It's only good for the thing that I don't,
1: also don't care about. Yeah. No, but there's so much. But there's so much more it. In, in it, yeah. yeah. It's, cause it's, it's because it's so demanding that it's a good thing. It's that sometimes things are hard for the sake of being hard. Yeah. Other times things are hard because there's so much going on that it's going to give you loads out.
0: and look they hurt me like I actually get hurt doing them and no, not like injured but I get a lot of pain that's not just like training discomfort pain it's oh my wrist is sore my lower back my hip is at me my ankles are cranky
1: I don't enjoy all the bits of it but god I know how good yeah, they are my for me. elbows scream at me all the time but it's it's literally an in the moment thing as soon as I drop the bar the pain starts to dissipate a little bit and then by the time we're doing another set it's totally gone
0: yeah and and it's uh, you know it it is forcing the body to do something very difficult so that it's more resilient for other things Miguel what have you got to add to this
2: uh yeah I don't have much to add uh I like I like overhead squats because it's
0: one of the few movements that I kind of do it well <laughs> um if yeah. for anyone who doesn't know uh, Miguel he's the only person I've ever met who can lean back in the bottom of the squat <laughs> <laughs> think about that <laughs> everyone else leans forward yeah. some people can get upright he can actually lean back fully so an overhead squat is not that big a deal right
2: yeah it's not but i think it's because it's such a what, do you, what you said because it's such a complex movement you can gain a lot of things for that you can transfer for almost everything okay so if you got to be at least good at it doing uh, overhead squats things will be better all the other things like
0: second like
2: all the other kind of squats, everything, if, even overhead position, everything will be
0: just amazing. It's kind of like a, a superfood pill that you could take that tastes really bitter, but you just get super health from it, so you're better off take the bloody pill. That's it. Okay, lads, that'll do us this week. Thanks so much.